Good evening, and welcome to Karl Marx Does the Washing Up. Yep, I'm Elias Kazam. I'm Shaitelli. And today, so today I've got a quote for you from Ben Ockrey. Oh, I like from, him. Yeah, do you? Yeah, yeah, I do. He's groovy. I feel like when I mentioned him earlier, you didn't know... Oh, you've done your research. You know who he is now. Yeah, yeah no, my friend uh, James did uh, some stuff with him. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. 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 No, okay, so Ben Ockrey, so he's, it's from his book, The Gods. Yeah, but he's dead, actually, so... He, no? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It, no, dead or alive, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because yeah. he wrote The Gods when he was alive. And I've read it. I don't read those kind of books. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, in this book, uh, there's a traveller and he comes across this magical city. Uh, and there's a guy taking him around the city. Uh, and he's regularly. Traveller, do you mean like gypsy or you mean. Like, it's, wealthy it, man on a gap year. It, it could be any of those things. It could be just a sailor, it could be a gypsy, it could be someone running away from their past. It doesn't really explain where he also, comes from. Is gypsy from. a derogatory word? Uh, I don't think we know enough about that to comment on that. Okay. I mean, it does sound like a derogatory word. Okay, always travel a derogatory word. They both sound quite derogatory. But if, okay, anyway, continue. I meant traveler in terms of someone who's... Bill Bryson. <laughs> Travelling the world. <laughs> okay. okay, continue with your quotes. We're taking uh, forever to get through this quote. <laughs> <laughs> I am. So travel is how they refer to him in the book. Uh, anyway, so he's got this guide who's taking him around the city, and he re- he's regularly asking the guide, uh, saying, what is this? Why am I here? What's going on? And the guide responds by saying, and I quote, man only survives life, by regularly eschewing the next level of comprehension. So, man only survives life by regularly eschewing the next level of comprehension. Okay, I like that. Yeah? Yeah, but what is the next level? Like, is the next level, like, a temple thing? Like, is it the next thing to happen? Or is it, like, a depth kind of thing, like, you're, like, the next layer of reality? So I thought it was a depth thing. So I thought... So definitely a temple. (laughs) <laughs> so I thought it was depth in that you know we, we ponder the big questions about the next level of reality uh, but we never actually want to know the answers I think we actively abstain from finding the actual answers well then that's I mean that supports the idea that uh, you know many philosophers go insane and like yeah. suicide and stuff like that yeah but is also it... artists if you consider art to be a porthole into a next level of reality yeah but is it because <clears> you spend so much time pondering the next level of reality that you forget to live in reality. Um, so it leads to this sort of like deep melancholy or deep morose that well, I you think can maybe never it, really get out of. I think it's maybe because we've been brought up in a way uneducated of the next level, so we don't have any like tools to synthesize the two realities, right? But is it also because we've been brought up in a way uh, that there's a question and there's an answer? Yeah, 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 for sure, I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah, as in we've been educated in a way that there's one question and there's one answer. Yeah, well, it's just a linear way of considering the world. Yeah. And I don't know what this next level of reality is, but I have a feeling it's not within that same framework. Or that it doesn't exist in that same framework, or if you impose it into that same work, it just, like, drives you nuts. So do you... But I suppose if we focus on the... So I agree with that, but then if you know that, why ponder the next level of reality? If it's not in a framework that we can potentially comprehend, why ponder it? It's just like, I don't know, curiosity, boredom. Uh, but curiosity kills a cat. Sexy lady led you, led you there or something. Like yeah. <laughs> I do think maybe there is a link between uh, pondering l- uh, the big questions less 
and living a longer life. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, I th- do think philosophy, I mean, that's obviously, you know, not great considering we have a philosophy podcast. <laughs> <to know. laughs> Wait, um, are we taking minutes of our life every time we record a podcast? Yeah, well, I mean, isn't that what you're implying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is exactly what I'm implying. I mean, I guess the question is that you work in hospital, right? To what, like, what percentage of your patients are questioning the deep levels of reality? Almost all of them. Almost because it's a mental health hospital. Yeah. Okay. So I guess that I mean that that is the struggle that I always figure with like mental health and stuff. Is it like a truth that you don't know how to conflate with reality? Yeah. Um, Or it's just a very inconvenient truth, or whatever. Or is it just nonsense? Yeah, like, yeah. But I suppose in the spirit of this quote, I, I I can't possibly even begin to answer your question. Yeah. Because it would impact my life negatively. Yeah, I mean, even exploring it. But I think the thing is, like, I mean, people who ask these questions, and I think that's why a lot of people are like, "Oh my god, it's him, the guy at the party always wants to ask these annoying." Yeah, yeah, that's true. Questions. <laughs> like, nobody wants to really engage in that way. But I think the reason that, for me at least, I. I, I draw so much from these kind of ideas and I love pondering them is because on some level I know they're all kind of sort of nonsense questions. I'm not actually trying to answer them. I'm yeah, not, yeah. So I'm, are you actively abstaining from answering them? Yeah. I'm, Even though you're pondering them? Yeah, I think so. Uh, but I think that's because I came... I, I, I started pondering questions uh, kind of because my first layer of reality stopped functioning in a way well yeah because you are the antithesis to this quote right because you were ill and then you use these questions to get better yeah i guess well i don't know like i don't know I mean, maybe and, if and i just took some vitamins i'd maybe <laughs> healthier sorry and modern medicine helped you get better <laughs> and modern, but yeah well, no i don't know modern medicine's done nothing for me yeah okay okay so if we follow that line of thought then pondering these big questions is kind of all you did when you were unwell yeah and you did get better Mm. Through pondering these questions? Yeah, well, I think the thing is, I pondered... So, from pondering the questions, I kind of managed to find a beauty in the in the world, and through that beauty, I managed to kind of gain a sense of gratitude and heal through that sort of process. But mixed wait, up in that, while I was doing that... And why haven't you bottled this beauty and started selling it for nine ninety nine as, like, a miracle cure? I did, that's a podcast. Oh, this is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're offering it for free. Offer, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a cure. Um, no, you've got to pay with your soul. Like, <laughs> like you, you did. Yeah, 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 and your, like, you know, <laughs> life expectancy. Wait, so you found this beauty and this beauty yeah. helped heal you? Yeah. But while but doing that? While doing that, I... I, I fell into the, the normal structure of the philosophical question, which is a question with a certain built-in self-promise of an answer, that there is an answer that goes out there. So there came this, there was this need to understand the world because I felt that if I, if I understand what this world is, then I can understand what my body is and what it has to do in order to live in this world. So it was this pursuit for you, wisdom. Do you think you answered that? Uh, no. So yeah, I, I was trying to figure out this kind of what this place is, yeah. uh, thinking that I could. Um, so there was a certain anxiety that came up with that because I wanted to know. And um, But then did you only it, get better once you realized you couldn't understand it? Yeah. So what I, what I realized after a certain while is yeah. that these questions have been asked for thousands of years. Yeah. Uh, and, and men have and, died for thousands of years. Yeah, yeah. And also... Yeah. 
people, nobody's really answered the basic ideas of reality. Yeah, We're yeah. still asking the same questions. And oh, wait, that's depending on your belief system, though. Because um, if you do believe in, you know, uh, something in, like, a spiritual reality, like, the, uh, like Christianity or Islam or something, then the big questions have kind of been answered. Yeah, but not through questioning as much. In what way have they not? Just the, in the Bible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or in the text, right? Yeah. So the, the answers have been given, but never really questioned, in a sense. I mean, we were given the answers, but people keep asking the questions. So they either believe the answers, or, or they, they don't. They don't, yeah. And then right? they ask and they continue no, to no answer questions. these yeah, questions. Yeah. Um, and it depends on what interpretation you take of, a, of the Bible. Yeah, of the answers, So, yeah. I guess... What I, what, what I was led to is a kind of sense of mysticism where there is a truth and there is an idea to know it but it can't be known linguistically or factually. Um, and what I realized is that after spending a long time, spending a lot of time questioning things and through the questioning finding beauty and simultaneously gaining an anxiety for the need to have an answer, I decided to give up the need for an answer but hold on to the questions. And through using these questions, it just opened me up to things. I started seeing things more. So now I just use the question as a way to pay more attention to stuff. So then that does kind of fit in really well with the quote. Because... It made me sick, but then it made me better. Yeah. No, but you only got better when you realized that you couldn't answer the questions. Mm. And so you survived when you eschewed the next level of comprehension. But, but, I don't know, personally I feel, maybe I'm completely wrong, but... That itself was getting to a new level of comprehension. The idea that you can't comprehend something uh, in any linguistic form is its own form of comprehension but because then, you're just starting to pay attention to it. Yeah, but then once, you know, if we took the quote in a temporal way, so once you've understood something, then you just need to understand the next thing. So what's the next thing that you need to understand after understanding that maybe you can't answer the question linguistically? And... Uh, would, wait, what? Say that again? So, so if we take the quote in a temporal way, in that once you understand something, you just need to understand the next thing. So it's a never-ending loop of yeah, having yeah. to understand things. So what would be the next step that you need to understand after understanding that you can't explain the universe linguistically? Well, I guess what... I, I mean, the understanding that I'm talking about is saying that like once you get to the point that you can't understand the world linguistically, then just paying attention to things is how you understand things. So... To understand the nature of a cup, you don't. You just spend. You just look at a cup. You just drink a cup of tea, right? <laughs> I think you always say it's quite easy, actually. Yeah, but then there's maybe other layers of reality, like okay, like I don't know, spirits or whatever. I don't know. Are we in a simulation? All these kinds of. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. There's. I mean, there's so many uncovered. I'm not saying I've like sussed the, <laughs> the universe, but the questions that I was trying to figure out became irrelevant because they led to yeah. some understanding that, I was, that was superior to what I was looking for. Yeah, maybe okay. there's a series of other thing, aspects of reality that I'm continually abstaining from because I'm scared. So you're saying that pondering these questions is actually helping you engage with life. Yeah. Because I would think that pondering these questions, these big questions, would actually take you away from life. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it did take me away from life. It, 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 did. it did both. It took me into life and it took me away from life. And, then I realized and is it like a constant almost uh, like peaks and troughs of a wave. It will take you into life and then take you out of life. No, I don't think it really takes me out of life anymore. Really? Because I don't, I, don't, I don't fixate on things. It's not like before it used to be a rumination. Yeah. This kind of idea of like having to hold something tightly and know something. 
and now it's just to paying attention to things and just like marveling with ideas or oh yeah and I suppose you're not looking for anything deeper yeah. you're not which looking... is I think what you do as well it's the same thing right yeah you just like get excited by ideas and different things. yeah that's true but I've never really looked at anything in that much depth and that, that maybe is why I'm happy actually yeah yeah but I think I feel like you already know exactly what you believe to be the way things are and yeah. that grounding is what allows you to like explore these no yeah that's explore true but then that belief system is ultimately based on nothing it's just based on the ideas that I have that have kept my father alive yeah but the willingness to question that in that moment sounds contrary to your survival right yes moment. exactly yeah 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 so maybe I actually actively eschew so my new favourite word Issue, yeah, yeah, shoeing's yeah it's, shoeing is good. Especially since yeah, you've actually changed your shoes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, they are. They're like all clunky. You don't wear clunky shoes. It's because it's winter. It's winter. Yeah, you become better, more hipster. Yeah, yeah. No, so I, I, so okay. So if we take the so we we've, we've explored the quote in a depth way. So do you agree with the quote? So man only know, survives life. I think when I was saying in a temporal way. Do you I even just, remember the quote? Uh, man, uh, we sustain like man sustains life by eschewing the next level of comprehension. comprehension. Yeah, good memory. Yeah. Uh, so in a depth way, I think maybe there is some truth in that. Though I think we maybe both agree on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. But I don't even though th- you I, I don't have th- the opposite. Yeah, but experience. I think it's I think it's uncomprehensive. I think it's it's true, but it's not it's not fully true. Um, and no, I actually I don't agree with it. I think the <laughs> the, the need to understand something. Or the fixation on understanding something uh, takes you away from survival. But just understanding doesn't. And the problem is that yeah, understanding wait, wait, wait. is so difficult. No, no, but are you saying that the, so the need to understand something is obviously something that requires a lot of thought. Are you saying to it's understand... Attachment. It's attachment. That's yeah, nice. but to understand something, you're maybe suggesting that's slightly intuitive and yeah. won't take you away from it. It could be intuitive or it could come to uh, through rationality or whatever, but just a, an understanding of things as how they really are, yeah. whatever the hell that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't believe, maybe that's because I don't know what the world really is, uh, actually takes you away from your survival. And then to, when actually, your attachment to understanding is too great, that's what takes you away from survival. Yeah. Because so it's be- just attachment theory. because yeah it's just basically attachment but that's not what I didn't think that's what the quote's saying that's what I'm saying is that what your theory is yeah just that being attached to something because then your your life or your or your whatever for me in, it was my health was attached to a knowledge of why I was sick and my knowledge of why I was sick was attached some ludicrous way to the ontology of my body and to the the BCDVS well no, not the, just what the universe is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Or the ontology of my body was connected to what, what this universe, universe is. Um, and until I've answered the question of free will, I can't figure out <laughs> like, how to, like, which pills to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you never found out. Yeah, I never <laughs> found out. I just took the pills and enjoyed <laughs> But then actually, I, I never thought about it in an attachment way. I never thought about it as an attachment to understanding. But, but I think that's a bit... Yeah, but okay, so yeah. so there's this guy I've been, I think his name's Donald Hoffman, and uh, I've probably completely misunderstood his theory yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Well, I just plucked a quote out of a book, right, that yeah. might have nothing to do with the rest of the book. Yeah, that's... 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of what's happening. <laughs> yeah. So this is less than that. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, right. It's less than that. No, this is less than that. But anyway, there's this guy Donald Hoffman, and he basically has this uh, idea that what he says is that if you take natural selection, yeah, uh, kind of honestly, yeah, uh, or like truly, and see that's the governing force of us human beings. It's not. Um, it's not beneficial to our survival to understand the truth, right? Because it's a wasted um, kind of, let's say... It's a waste um, of your life. No, it's a waste of, uh, um, like, what's bandwidth, let's say. Like, for something which is irrelevant in terms of survival. The, the function of man is to survive and... Procreate. Procreate, and so the the strategies that exist. Oh, what the fuck am I saying? Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're saying if I think too much about the life's big questions, it would actually go against natural selection and hamper my chances of procreation. Is that what you're saying? No, he says no, no, no. What what he's saying is whatever the universe is, yes, is not what the universe is because it is contrary to natural selection for us to actually know the universe as it is. So it's most likely we're living in some kind of codified simulation because if we spend our sort of bandwidth on trying to understand the system that we are in rather than operating within the system, system. Yeah. then we will no longer be operating at optimal level within the system, which works contrary to our survival. But so what about like basically the- there's no way that this life is as it is. So uh, well, I think we both agree that this life isn't as it is, but I don't know if I agree with what Donald Hoffman this is saying. This is absurd. Like this is an idea. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, but then that he's also like this is like a legitimate scientist kind of guy. <laughs> it's not some not, not that that mean, like I don't know. yeah yeah. But then what about like the Matrix theory that you know we do live in the system, but we need to break out of the system and then we'll understand the system even more, or we can manipulate the system even more. Yeah, sure. Why? Why not? Yeah. I mean, I can't argue with that. Okay, but knowing what. Knowing this Donald Hoffman quote, does that make you want to live within the system, or does that make you want to? No, no I. Was that no, make you want to rally against the system, or like at least? Nobody's saying that there isn't there isn't an idea, there isn't a way to know what the system is. So what, the the only thing okay, that the only thing that do you agree I with that? Though? I I don't. I think there's a maybe I haven't fully understood it, but I think it's there's a paradox built into that sort of thing in the sense that if what he's saying is true, yeah, it can't be true because natural selection wouldn't allow it to be true. Because then you wouldn't ponder the big questions. No, because he's basically saying yeah. that the universe is this kind of codified system. Yeah. He's, he's basically saying like what the smartphone is to us, the universe. Um, yeah, 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 kind yeah, yeah. Of is yeah, yeah. the way we consider the smartphone is the way the universe considers us. Yeah, pretty much. No, yeah. no, it's not even that. It's um, yeah, it's pretty basic Buddhist kind of. Yeah, exactly. My, uh, my stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but in told um, in a more scientific way. Yeah, but the thing is, for him to assert that natural selection is true yeah. as a theory, yeah, and also that it leads to this kind of epistemology, or even if that epistemology is a not knowingness, yeah, then that would be grounded in an idea that it is humanly uh, anti-survival to. to to cut to no truth right and so anti-human 
Yeah. So what he's saying can't really be true. So what do we mean by surviving? Um, well, just op- like working as an individual to the optimum efficiency, uh, efficiency oh. of the. Yeah, I guess the body. I guess survival. That's interesting. Yeah, because yeah. there's a spirit. Is the spirit involved in terms of survival? So, well, if if taking it in that way, then no. I think the say, general idea. Yeah, yeah cause, but that way is also ignoring spiritual education, right? And spiritual elevation. Yeah. Well, I guess natural section doesn't really take that into account. No, it's more of a, like a physical. Unless we, unless we start unless we say that when the spirit is in its highest form, it alters the matter yeah. for positive effect so that the body is in its highest form. But isn't that what we believe by believing in God? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that is true. But that also, yeah. that, that also kind of falls against this comprehension idea because if the spirit is in its highest, highest form, form, which if we take most like kind of mystical literature or historical yeah, yeah, literature around true. this, it is very much around the ideas of truth and knowledge and stuff. So if the, spirit, the highest spiritual form is in yeah. a state of knowing... Right? Yeah. And that knowing has a positive impact on the body. Yeah. Then it would be pro our survival to know or comprehend the universe as it is or ourselves as we are. You're right, because, but then the quote is saying the opposite, isn't it? It's saying the more that we know, the actual less likely we are to survive. Yeah. But does evidence what support do that? So are, you know, history's greatest thinkers or less likely to survive than, you know, people who just, who don't think and just do. But I don't think that's a question of, um, like, the thing is the comprehension yeah. and uh, asking questions or needing to know, is a, they're totally different things. So if we say philosophers, right, have yeah. often killed themselves, that doesn't mean they killed themselves because of truth. That means they killed themselves because they wanted to know. You think they they committed suicide because they wanted to know what would happen? No, 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 no. Maybe. Yeah. But um, I'm saying that the torture of finding of, the like, truth. of asking these relentless questions and trying to figure out the answer, like basically constructing a puzzle which they could never solve. Like their whole life is a puzzle they could never yeah, solve. Yeah. Um, that's maybe what drove them to insanity. But finding the truth isn't their well, I mean, it's up for debate, but it's like, I think they are different things. When what? you say somebody who spends their life pursuing the truth, that doesn't mean they found it, right? There might be somebody well, who never, never pursues the truth and just finds it accidentally. But are we saying that you're more likely to find it if you don't pursue it? I don't know. I think in some sort of ways, way, yeah. If you stumble across it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like the things that I consider to be true in my life, or I hold yeah, yeah. in deep reverence, I kind of stumbled upon them. Yeah, but did you only stumble right? on them because you were open to them, right? You were open... Maybe you weren't yeah. pursuing them, but you were open to them. I think, for me, maybe questioning helped me be open to certain things, but I think, generally speaking, you, openness isn't really about questioning all the time. Yeah, that's true. I think, no, okay, so that's, that's the point. That the questioning has to lead to an openness rather than to a an quoteless an closeness. Yeah. So if you're fixated on the question having an answer, then the, never it becomes a closed system. Closed yeah, yeah, but you need an open system to what actually do, be able to have any answers. Yeah. What about you? What's the? No, I think that's the way that we try to live. But I think, as I said earlier, I think we have been brought up in a question and answer 
education system so that even when we so even when I ask questions I do find it difficult when I don't get a closed system answer but do you feel that like asking of questions has led you to more comprehension or less well I think in I think I ask a lot of questions in every aspect of life yeah like I think it's my conversational technique I ask even in this podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I ask a lot of questions I don't know if it's I, I mean it'd be impossible for me to say whether it's led to more comprehension or less because all I do is ask questions but do you do you like what stock do you put in the answer uh, what stock do I put in so if I take this I think I put take quite a lot of stock in answers uh, but I I, t- I put I'm never expecting the questions I ask to be fully answered like I think a lot of questions I ask you or that I ask patients or I ask friends are quite open questions I'm not really expecting many closed answers like even asking you if you're hungry I'm not really expecting a yes or no answer yeah you are you're always expecting yes yeah, well, I know it's going to be yes, but uh, if, when, by asking if you're hungry, I'm being like, you know, where are we going to eat? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Because if I say no, you'll call 999. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, but then, so so do you feel this this open system? So, okay, so your question framework is, is an open system. It's not a closed one. Yeah, 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 but I think that's because I, I, I recognised that, sorry, that I was in a closed system and I tried to make it more open. That's exactly the same process as what I've done, right? Pretty much. It's like a, it's yeah, but without the owners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> without the, you don't have to get sick to. Yeah. Yeah, but, I, no, but so reading this quote did make me worry, though, because but are we actually impacting our survival by pondering these questions? Yeah, I think. Well, I think to some degree. Like, and mean, our like, listeners, you know, are they impacting their survival yeah. by listening to us and then pondering them the questions themselves? Yeah. Well, my like my grandma's. I mean, she's had a few health issues recently, but mostly speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's she's pretty well. She's ninety-five. She's ninety-four. Yeah, ninety-four. Ninety-four, and she's she's mostly very mostly pretty content, and she's pretty healthy, and all these sort of things. And she doesn't she doesn't question anything really. Um, I I'll ask her. So, Granny, you know, tell me some story. Like, tell me what happened in your past. Like nothing. What is the past? (laughs) Nothing. She's like gone past is gone get me a, get me a samosa like and it's a really it's really uh, heartwarming take on dementia I like it it's really nice yeah yeah but I don't even know I don't yeah okay fine maybe it's just dementia but I don't I don't really think it is and she's always been this kind of like no nonsense sort of person and you think and that's the reason why she's lived that long yeah I, I kind of think so there's no sentimentality around anything I like I see her pretty much every week for the last five years yeah yeah and she's only ever told me one story about her life <laughs> Did one, it, what was the story it's really cute it's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, her and her her husband who's passed away now yeah yeah um, they met because they were like, oh, posting letters. She told me to, this story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's <laughs> told you the story. See, she's told you the same. So I've got as much knowledge of her history as you do. Right? Does that just mean that you're it quite should. a bad grandson? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I don't ask as many questions. Yeah, you, maybe if you, you were just like asking in your relentless questioning, yeah, right, you'd you get something. But when I do that, she's just like, shut up, enough, shut up. <laughs> No, but maybe it's true. Like, if I look at the people in my life who are quite no-nonsense and to the point, I mean, you know, they're my manager. They're, like, quite successful in life. And they do seem to be quite healthy. Yeah. And then when I look at people in our life who do ponder the big questions, 
They do suffer like from me. like mental health <laughs> issues. They aren't that happy, and they're not that successful. So I am. I do think maybe we've got the wrong end of the stick here. So, but okay. So I it think might that it's too late for us to switch to no nonsense, though. But I guess then the interesting question is: Is the idea of asking these questions or gaining some comprehension about things um, kind of? detrimental to our survival on a very natural physical level yeah or is it just that the answers do not synchronize well with the society that we've built and so, so that breaks yeah, us out can't, that, it be, that, can't it be both yeah but i think let's say let's say definitely the latter definitely but, yeah, yeah but then definitely the interesting think... question is is it only the latter or yeah is it the, or is the former true as well i think the former might be true because if, I suppose just just uh, logically, the more time you spend thinking of these questions, the less time you're likely to be out, you know, dating or procreating or, you know, eating healthily or whatnot. But also my dating strategy is just asking these questions. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm single. Yeah, you're just okay. trying to find the answers to these big questions. No, you've got to save the big questions to the third date. Yeah, but Small okay, so that, that's, 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 why I, that's why I'm single. Yeah, exactly. I start with, like, so what is the universe? What's your worst form of suffering? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Let, yeah. Do you would think you like that, another drink? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think man should actively eschew the next level of comprehension? <laughs> Go on, don't tell me you date in a different way. No, I date in exactly the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, maybe that's why we should only date our people who listen yeah, to our podcast. Yeah, but this is why we're both single. Oh, you're, you're not single. Single, are you? Single, but that's also why we should date, pe- uh, date people who listen to the podcast. Because they, they've already gone through the small talk. They've been eschewing. Yeah, they've been eschewing. They haven't been eschewing. They haven't been eschewing. They're in the same level as us. Yeah, but then they'll have very unhealthy constitutions. <laughs> But I don't know, like, I think it's... the que- Also, like, what is it that these questions have a healing capacity? That's why sick people ask them. Or is it that well, they you're have the a- o- Okay, so you're right. So every person that gets sick ultimately asks, you know, why was I here? Or have I achieved what I was here for? Or, you know, will God save me? Does every sick person do that? I'm not sure. I'm not. Well, well, I, but I, but uh, I, fine. In my there's, road, no, no, but there's enough people. There's enough people who, when they do get sick in quite a... In quite a you know, in a dramatic manner, in like a way close to death, we'll ask those questions. But that might also be because society is programmed into us that we should ask these questions. I don't think society's programmed that much into us. I'm, I think they're more just stay in line. No, but uh, you don't think that society has kind of suggested to us that, you know, uh, death is a really big moment and it's time for you to reflect on your life. Hmm. I mean, and, for, you know, we should pers- be prolonging life to as much as possible and whatnot. And when we look at people who, you know, who are actively finding peace with death, we're a bit like, but why don't you want to live? Yeah, but those aren't, that's not promoting the question. That's just saying, death is bad, stay away. <laughs> right? That's all of that saying. That's not saying, what is death? Try and figure out what death is. Is life worth sustaining? Is it natural? to continue with medicine should there be you know, yeah okay, like, that's true yeah, uh, yeah euthanasia that's true. these aren't constantly yeah, and also it, for, for my situation my sickness wasn't fatal there was never a concept in my head that I was going to die because of it I still yeah but that could have been like just arrogance or ego like, we didn't know the ramifications of that sickness at the time well I mean from history like 
I thought I had something called Emmy. Yeah, which yeah. I think that's what it is. And I don't think many people or any people have died from Emmy. Yeah, but it was impacting your feeding and you were losing weight. It could have led to more complications than just Emmy. Sure. Yeah, you spend a lot of time in hospital, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, that's very. Yeah, but I guess I didn't. Yeah, okay, maybe it is arrogance, but also I just didn't. I didn't have any knowledge or basis to think in this way. Yeah, so assuring the next level of comprehension what helped your survival. Yeah, but I don't think it was true to think in the way that you were saying. Like, I don't think there's any, there's no, there's no data for me to suggest, or there's no truth. I mean, maybe this will lead to my demise, <laughs> but currently it seems like I was more right than you were. Yeah, but then also, saying. this was also in the past. You have a very romanticized nostalgia of your illness. You're always saying that. Yeah, you true, want, but I haven't you're died. You're always saying that you yeah, want yeah, to be yeah, ill but again. That's, but that's a different <laughs> issue. I haven't, I haven't died yet. Or but maybe that's only I have, because you found the beauty. Ah, okay. So ah, okay. So you're saying I managed to find the beauty because I had the arrogance to ignore the comprehension that I probably could have would have died. Exactly. Interesting. No, no, but you ignored looking into your illness, and you know trying to cure it by learning more about it. Instead, you looked into the universe and found the cure <laughs> in the universe. I did look into my illness. Oh yeah, but like I actually yeah, that's true. Actually, I would only go to doctors and ask them. I would always ask them loads of questions about my sickness, but I used the sickness as an excuse to understand the, the universe, the universe, or the or just the human body. Just I just got so <laughs> relentlessly curious about everything, and I would be like, "Yo, yo, yo, anatomy, what's that shit?" <laughs> and then I was like, "But like, how does that? Is that a microcosm of the universe? Is that like is that how it, is that how things work?" Okay, so you know they do say that you know the soul resides within us, so and the soul might be. So you are saying, wait, forget the soul. But you're saying the body is a microcosm of the universe. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah? Yeah, yeah that's a separate point, but sure, yeah. And then the soul is what? If the body is a microcosm of the universe, what is the soul? The soul for me is an energetic locality, uh, like, or a density of uh, so energy it, suspended within space. So, or, or a density of God. So, like, if we say the same way that matter is a density of space, yeah. right? The soul is a density of like God or a kind of metaphysical ah, space. So the soul is everything in the universe, pretty much. Because matter no, is kind of everything. Like, let's say in if the we universe. say God is no, space is everything in the universe. Yeah, matter space is, is a ma- density of space. Yeah. Okay. Right. So everything is God. Yeah. Right. And congealants of God, like dense congealants of God, are souls. And there's only one of those within you. Or it's yeah. all, or your whole body is made up of this. Well, it kind of it, it gives birth to a sudden like, um, I think that's the kind of the fabric from which, like, let's say, a matter like a body uh, emerges. So it's like the essence gives birth to its form, but the wow. And then, do you believe the universe is only exp- it's like forever expanding, <laughs> or do you think it's, <laughs> it's like, like every single question, or is it like forever shrinking on itself? I don't fucking know. I think just like infinite, the world is the there's like. Universe is infinite. So, but if the um, universe is infinite, and then your body is a microcosm of the universe, then your body is infinite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Essentially. And then that's why you're going to live forever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's just, it's maybe just, not it's you. Just God complex to it. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. So that's interesting. So if the universe is, if the if the body is a microcosm of the universe, is the universe contracting or expanding? Yeah. But like, I think in the sense that the the body is contracting and expanding constantly, or like the spirit, or like. But there's, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, I think the matter. So, the whole the whole world of matter, yeah, are just microcosms within microcosms within microcosms, permeated by an infinity. And you found this out because you went to your doctor and you asked loads of questions. <laughs> Uh, and meditated and, and drank some tea. I was going to wait. I was waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're pushing, uh, uh, like, uh, but I don't think I'm an anti-modern modern medicine theory. No, I think maybe I have a personal disbelief in certain certain modern medicine. Or when I go to the doctor, I'm not expecting much because I haven't got much from eight years of doing this. That's not true. So, Are you going to the doctor all of the time? Yeah, but I haven't got that much from it. So I still, I mean, I still go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But it's more just to check on him. <laughs> You're doing him a service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I know sorry, I issues, right? And I don't want to just go cold turkey. Yeah, you're right. And we've got and the NHS. Like, what happened to this patient? We've got the NHS. We should make use of yeah, I don't free healthcare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what? You know, like, if it's free. Exactly. Um... But I think, but the, but what I'm saying, the way that medicine hasn't been able to help me, it's because on this specific condition that I've had, they haven't got so much, um, you know, knowledge, knowledge or research. But there's loads of things that I've gone to the doctors for, and they've helped me completely. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying the Earth is flat. Don't go to the doctor, right? I'm saying the Earth is a microcosm of a microcosm of a microcosm permeated by infinity. Don't go to the doctor. Yeah, but the, the funny thing is. That you also don't have that much knowledge on that illness that you had. You yeah. just went into the universe. <laughs> no, but I guess it is interesting because, like, I never really spent much time, like, on Wikipedia or researching <laughs> or, like, reading. Uh, yeah. But maybe it's because I wanted to be sick in order to have the excuse to have time to explore these questions. I don't know. Maybe there's something in that. No, but I, I think there is probably some truth in that. But it's it's... It's better to look at it in terms of the way that you were actually actively issuing the next level of comprehension because otherwise learning more about ME would have led to negative impacts on your survival. Yeah, I think it also creates a certain level of hypochondria. Yeah, for paranoia. sure. Yeah, and I think I actively was avoiding that to prevent me getting too obsessed about certain things or trying to know. I think that's, that's what's helped me. Is look, once I figured out the that a philosophical question can't truly be answered yeah. um, in the linear forms, I managed to apply that to my health. Or maybe it worked the other way around, that I couldn't figure out the answers to my health. And so then you realise you can't answer the bigger answer questions. The bigger questions. And what, I've, what has been actually the most helpful for me in, in this whole process of, of being sick yeah. is understanding that the universe or like realizing that cause and effect isn't the fabric of everything or if it is it's not as intelligible the cause and effect is so like wild and complex and like has a patternism which we don't we, we don't understand. So but also we don't live long enough to even see yeah. the cause and effect of so many things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what happened to me was every day I'd wake up, if I feel shit, I'd have to like create some, why am I feeling crap? Is it because of something I ate? Is it because of something I did? And then you get into this paranoia and you're like, I can't do A and I can't do B because yeah, of this. And, yeah, yeah. and this is what doctors, I mean, yeah. had told me and it just led me to ruin. And so now because I've managed to give Because you found it too limiting. Yeah. To no, because it 
I needed to know why I was feeling bad so I could correct my action. But I never got the knowledge, but I was still obsessing over it. And that anxiety was actually the thing that was hurting me more than anything. Uh, and so it does make sense, though, because maybe when you were trying to answer those questions, you realized that if I can't answer these small questions, then how can I possibly answer the big questions? Yeah, I guess. Kind of, yeah. But it's weird that I kind of came to the philosophical realization before I came to the, the physical question. Wow. So, but also because it was maybe more real to me. The fact that I woke up sick every day was more real than the, the, the abstract philosophical question. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And also your immediate need was to obviously cure your sickness. Mm. You know, to get out of bed or to stop waking up feeling sick. Yeah. But what about you? I still don't get, like, if, you're, if you've learned, you've got more comprehension through answering questions or less, or if you've avoided comprehension. I so, sustain your life. Yeah, but what, what are we defining as comprehension? Like, I think I learn something every single day. Uh, definitely more knowledgeable. Do you eschew something as well? Do I eschew? <laughs> sorry. Do I eschew? I think I definitely eschew deeper questions on a lot of questions, a lot of things in life. Like, I... I I know that people love me, but I don't need to know why they love me. Or, you know, I know I believe in a God, but I don't necessarily need to know. I believe in lots of gods, but I don't necessarily need to know how many there are or what their roles are. And I don't necessarily need to know what they can do for me, but I believe in them. So I think in that way, I am actively eschewing the next level of comprehension. Hmm. So, because I think you would... If you, there are a lot of ways that it doesn't have to be in a spiritual way, does it? That we that you eschew the next level of comprehension, like the example about loving someone. You know, I think when people try and ask you to define why you love them, that's when it becomes actually you end up loving them a little bit less. But I feel that's not really. I don't don't know if that's true to this idea of comprehension because somebody loves you. I think that is the, the higher knowledge, the knowing why, because they probably don't know why they love you. And there's probably not an element, like a strong causality to that love. Some, somebody just loves you because they love you. Yeah. Right? And if but you that's have faith in that... But that's not a good question. But normally people not ask, a good answer, ask me... Sorry. Normally, yeah. if somebody asks you, why do you love me? That's yeah. because that normally comes from an insecurity that they're not 100% sure that you do love them. So they need it to be justified. Yeah, but it also could be... You're right, it probably does come from an insecurity standpoint because they want positive affirmation of their good yeah. qualities, right? It's not a... Because I don't, think yeah. you, I don't think you really believe that there's much comprehension in the why of love. I think that, that one, especially choosing something like love. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but maybe that's why I actively eschew it, though. But you, oh, you're saying that I'm, that isn't the next level of that comprehension. That isn't the next. Yeah. That's, the, that's, the, that's the kind of... Level below, Level actually. below and also yeah, quite yeah. irrelevant. Yeah, okay, that is true. <laughs> Fine, so maybe I only actively eschew it in a spiritual way. Like, I'm happy to believe without trying to understand why I believe it. Yeah. Well, I think both of us, maybe you slightly more, maybe, I don't know, but, like, kind of have some connection to a religion and have a belief in it. But yeah. We don't actually exercise it much. No. Like, like no. we don't really spend that much time in mosque or temple yeah, actually yeah. doing... Religious practice, like yeah, yeah. Pray, yeah, yeah, or like meditation. I, I don't know. For me, I personally think meditation is a really good place towards comprehension and towards knowledge. I don't meditate that much. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, but you do reference it in every podcast. 
You do act yeah. like you meditate a lot. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I've, I've got the codes for it. Yeah, you got the codes. <laughs> um, no, but so that is... I think I used to, but now I'm like, you know... Yeah, but it's one of the things, like, I am quite scared of, you know, my parents passing away and me not knowing what to do as a Hindu, like, in the... in Not only in their funeral services, but also after they've gone. Like, as I will go to a temple and just do... What would I do? Like, because normally when I go to a temple, I'm with my parents, right? When I go there by myself, they're like, sorry, why are you here? Ah, you don't know what to do. Offer food is always the answer. No, no, there's food, food there. Yeah, but offer them the food that's already there. <laughs> what, the I'm not saying bring your offer own food. Offer the priest food. <laughs> you walk way. in with a bucket of fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's my fear. But that's something, come on, that's like, that's, that's a nonsense thing. That's just like, spend some time there and you figure it out and then you become integrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but, I've... Yeah. And no, I get what you're talking about because I'm like, this. it's like an awkward sort of space because it's kind of different from everything else and then you've got your the image of your parents to hold around with you yeah yeah exactly yeah, but you yeah. Just, but that's not really comprehension that's nothing like what no but I'm actively assuming the comprehension ah uh, okay because, yeah you're not going to trip because but yeah, why what? because I think if I go there and I get to the next level of comprehension I won't be fearful of my parents death and then if I'm not fearful of their death then maybe I won't check up on them all the time and then they will die but if you're but if you're happy with their death, then is does that? Yeah, but I don't think we'd ever get not. to a uh, uh, an aspect of our life where we would be happy with our parents' death. Even when okay. so our like parents are old and decrepit, I'd still be unhappy when they pass. Yeah, but unhappy and scared are different, right? Like fear. Yeah, I suppose the fearful now is because they're uh, still they're still playing an active role in my life. I suppose when they're a bit older and I'm the more active role in their life, mm. then it might be different. Yeah. Yeah, but, but my fears are only What you're kind you. of saying is it's like yeah. you don't have the optimism for to believe you can get rid of all your fear. So why bother get rid of any? Because if I get rid of a little bit, I might just become complacent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think that's a lot of how I live my life, though. Yeah. Like, it's why I, I, only, a lot of, yeah. it's why I only take, like, you know, I don't take permanent contracts, I only take temporary contracts. Because I'm like, I've got to work hard to get this shit renewed. I think if I had a permanent contract, I don't okay. think I'd be as. This, why is, the, this is really interesting because it sounds just like my mum, and I've always correlated <laughs> you with my mum for this. No way! It's also why the charity is so unsuccessful, is because I keep spending all the funding that we get. Because I'm like, I've got to earn more funding instead of saving money for a rainy day. But that's what I find that you're way too easy, like happy with the podcast. That's why we're complacent. And I'm always like, no, 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 we're, this is not good enough. But so, maybe, this is the only, maybe this is the only place where you don't have fear. That's why it's unsuccessful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, fine. So to make it successful, we've got to be more fearful. Maybe. I don't know. So what would be fearful of? Though? What are we fearful of? Podcast-wise. I don't know. Yeah, you don't seem like, I don't know. What yeah, are what, what are you fearful of? I'm maybe fearful of people thinking that we're not yeah. nice people. Yeah. I'm fearful of being mis- misunderstood. I'm scared of that. I'm not... Yeah, but I think misunderstanding can only come if people think that we're not kind. And I think I'm more fearful of us being not kind... Being portrayed as being not kind. No, but I think, I think when I am being kind and people have misunderstood it, that hurts me. But if I'm being an asshole, then... I don't like that because I don't yeah. like being an asshole but, and I feel a sense of shame around that. But if somebody can alert me to that, that would be 
kind of nice, right? I think you're being an asshole almost all of the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm joking. No, 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 I'm no, joking. But like, you know, I, I know, but I know how much you were an asshole. We've been talking about anal sex for the last like, three weeks. <laughs> all right, we've gone wildly off topic here. Okay. And wildly over the time limit. Okay. So, do you have any uh, closing statements? Uh, closing statements. Do you even remember what the quote is? Yeah, but the I think the statement should remain open in order to avoid anxiety. Right. Yes. But the statement should remain in order to open one's eyes. Is that your statement? Yeah. That is the statement. That is the statement. Also, the earth is flat. <laughs> Shut up. And microcosms within microcosms. Yeah, yeah I do like the microcosms. Yeah, yeah. Also, the soul is... Yeah, yeah. We've asked... Yeah. We've asked a lot of questions. But I so I think... Okay, we should definitely end it. But yeah. also, I think your desire... Your constant need to ask questions, or especially like when they get towards you, you kind of evade. You point questions towards other people yeah, to prevent that... you getting knowledge about yourself. But you want knowledge about other people's, so you can kind of understand yourself, but within a kind of structural. Yeah, but I'm happy like... to live in that structure of you, my understanding of you. Yeah, yeah, but that that's you skewing your next level of comprehension because whenever I ask you like too much about your life or whatever or your choices you always deflect it back yeah, onto yeah. to yeah, me yeah. and I think that's your way of assuring your next level of, your next level of comprehension, comprehension about things yeah and I think I do similar things like maybe slightly differently but I do we all have those mechanisms that mean I want to know but not enough that it will cause any action <laughs> yeah no, but that's true but it also could just come from a fact that I know I want to know more about others than I want to know about myself I'm pretty secure in myself so yeah, I'm but that's like, what I'm saying so that means I want to know more about others I think it's because knowing something about other people doesn't de- like demand that much action on your part yeah yeah because I could yourself. just I could just do it without yeah you're right there's right. no repercussions of knowing stuff about other people yeah. really I mean there is but not as much as knowing something about myself yeah exactly yeah like if, you, if your favourite ice cream is hazelnut it doesn't really bother me I'll maybe buy you hazelnut ice cream <laughs> yeah yeah but, but if, if you're if it's mine then, that, then that's what I've got to eat for the rest of my yeah, life yeah that changes everything like, that changes yeah. everything right <laughs> like that shit's fucking especially since I'm lactose intolerant and allergic to nuts <laughs> yeah the ramifications, ramifications of that would be time, right? I think there's definitely some truth I think that's probably the truest thing that you've ever said. Well, then I'm allergic to nuts. <laughs> and lactose intolerant. And sometimes celiac. All right, well, let's... Yeah, let's okay, so do you have a closing statement? Or an opening statement? Uh, so my closing statement is that, you know, man uh, only survives life by actively eschewing <laughs> the next level of comprehension. Oh, so you're Ben Ockham. Yes. <laughs> exactly.